Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Although It's a Wonderful Life, I do have the problem of Pottersville. When the bad guy takes over and the alternate in, in Pottersville is just like, brothels and casinos and bars and you know like drug dealers and stuff i'm like isn't this kind of better than the old town bedford falls there's nothing to do in bedford falls <laughs> right you go to church in bedford falls you go home that's it <laughs> what what happens in pottersville stays in pottersville Welcome to this week's episode of Fanatics. I am your host, Claire Kramer, and I'm here with my co-host, Jake Marin. Hey, Jake. Hey, Claire. So happy to be here. And I'm actually really excited about what we get to do today because we're talking Christmas movies. It is a little bit of a uh, divergent from our normal format. We are bringing in Todd Anderson, who is a great friend of mine. I love Todd so much. And he has his own podcast, My Favorite Shitty Movie, which if you have not listened to, you guys need to go over and listen. It's amazing. And we are just going to kind of riff and raff for the next couple minutes or 30 minutes to be exact, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, who knows, about Christmas movies, Hanukkah movies, holiday movies, shitty movies, good movies, Hallmark and Lifetime movie, basically anything you could put on film or, you know, in this in this day and age, digital, you know? Isn't that sad we can't say put on film anymore? No, you can't. Like, what does that mean for my life? If I can't go on film, am I an, even an actor? Well, you're a digital actor now. Right. I mean, this is similar to the conversation we had about a reenactor actor, which I'm not sure we ever came to terms with that. We didn't. And my mind is still broken from trying to uh, figure out what you call those actors, those reenactors. <laughs> But the funny thing now about digital is like with film, well, there's so many funny things. With film, you actually had like the the physical film strip, right? Mm -hmm. Like digital, the content is digit it's digital, so you don't get that satisfaction of like actually seeing the product. You just hope it's in there, crossing your fingers, you know what I mean? Yeah. That in the the technology will will come through and you'll actually be making a movie. Right? You just hope that the cloud saved everything. You just hope. Just pray. I mean, and the fact that now there's a new technical term, I mean, the that's a whole other thing. Like clouds, cumulus, there's, there's supposed to be certain types of clouds. I'm not sure they're supposed to involve technology. Again, 
this is a whole nother episode and not what we're talking about today. <laughs> today, Todd's coming on. You guys know Todd. In addition to being an awesome guy, he is. Uh, he runs the My Favorite Shitty Movie podcast. He's been on You're the Worst for all those seasons, Good Girls, American Vandal, every commercial you've ever seen that has a redhead, that's probably Todd. He's just an awesome guy and knows his movies. Oh, and I should mention that we, and by we, I mean me, Claire and Jake, uh, and the whole, ca- the whole cast and crew of Fanatics are taking a mini hiatus. So you will hear this episode, and then you will not hear a new episode of Fanatics drop till the first Thursday of February. However, do not fret, do not worry, do not cry. Go to wearefanatics.com. You can catch up on all 90 episodes there with topics ranging from Ford Broncos to cookbooks to uh, Survivor. So you can certainly satiate your fanatic fix by going there. And we will be releasing our first new episode first Thursday of February. So you guys enjoy this, uh, this very special episode of Fanatics, my favorite shitty movie. Christmas edition. I can't wait. Okay, Todd, <laughs> what what is your favorite holiday shitty movie? And if people listen to your podcast, they know what mine is. Let's just start there. What is what is your favorite holiday shitty movie? Okay. Um I mean, it's hard to define holiday shitty movie because i think so so many of them yours included claire i think are you know considered classic films but maybe you know at the time of their release they maybe didn't do well at the box office uh maybe the critics hated it uh, and maybe there's a certain level of controversy about these movies today but if i'm Mm -hmm. going to be perfectly honest the movie that i watch every year without fail is scrooged starring bill murray yes which Great the critics movie. the critics did not like it uh, and a lot of people uh, didn't like it but I've I've always uh, loved it and uh, and and now great Bill Murray's problematic too but what what am I gonna do I've been watching this thing for thirty years <laughs> so that's how it's gonna be Jake what about you I mean Scrooge is a great one I, I watch it every year without fail so I'm on Todd's page but I'll give you a little uh, curveball here this movie's called Last Holiday okay. okay. It stars Queen Latifah, and every year I watch it, my family loves it, my wife loves it. It's it's more of just like a good feel, like she's told she's going to die. Uh-oh, she's not going to die, but look at her spending all her money like she's just living her last week on Earth. Uh, it's awesome. It's kind of horrible, but it's also amazing, and she falls in love with LL Cool J, so, you know, spoiler alert, it's a great movie. I highly recommend it. I don't know if I've seen that. Like neither. Yeah, that's it's on it's on Amazon Prime. Go check it out on Prime. You know, it's there for you. And uh it's a random movie. I saw on TBS like 15 years ago or whenever. Yeah, it came out in 2006, so like 15 years ago. And uh I just keep watching it. So, you know, that in a Christmas story, which I've watched as a as a Jewish kid growing up, uh in on Christmas there's nothing to do except watch either a Christmas story on TBS or TNT, or try to find another movie while everybody else is opening their presents. Don't you, what's the deal with the shortage of Hanukkah movies? Like, why? Why not Hanukkah? Why Christmas, not Hanukkah? 
I mean, the film industry is run by you guys. So I feel like, <laughs> I, feel like I feel like, wait, why, why aren't we talking about the menorah more? Tell me. It's very frustrating. No, that's the thing. I even think about it. I would love, years ago, I thought it'd be so fun. Why not do like a, a, a eight days of Hanukkah movie where it's like a Jewish family, where it's like Seth Rogen's the oldest son, Jonah Hill's the middle son, you know, like that kind of a movie. You don't really need a plot. You just need to get those guys together. But like Eight Crazy Nights with Adam Sandler, like, no thank you. And then the night of that Seth Rogen made a few years ago, I had high hopes. And those got dashed very quickly. <laughs> what was that? What was the so night I of? I don't know if I've... The, or I is it the, the night before? Or the, is the, it night the night before. before? See, Todd, yeah. 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 Ty, Todd's got it. Uh, but I will say this. I love Santa movies. Like uh, Bad Santa, love it. Mm-hmm. You know, the Santa Claus movies, I love them. Uh, you know, I, I guess it's just something that I didn't get to experience. So I get to enjoy Christmas just a little bit through the movies. And then there's Krampus. Todd, have you ever seen Krampus? Yeah, my son is obsessed with that movie. He's got he's got a Krampus. He's got a Krampus throw blanket and then like an original signed like Krampus diorama. It's like the filmmaker signed it. Uh, we have to watch what? that every year. Well, every year we watch it. Yeah. How did he, how was he like three years old and he got into Krampus and, and now it's just his thing? He wasn't quite, he must, I don't know when that movie came out. He was probably like eight, maybe. Uh, uh, Still? Yeah. Pretty young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I don't, he has the genes uh, of his parents in that he's kind of drawn to horror movies on a certain level. And when he was young, he was too scared to watch a lot of those. But for some reason, Krampus worked. I, I don't know if it's the Christmas thing. It's like Gremlins. Gremlins, you know, a yes. kid can Gremlins. enjoy that, that horror picture sort of in that, in that realm. Do you, what, what is the average amount of new holiday movies released per year, do you guys think? Like, well, if you're counting, if you're counting the TV ones, I don't think you can. It's got to be in the thousands if you're counting those, because there's like yeah, Lifetime <laughs> like and Hallmark and like three new yeah, ones. Yeah, those, but those are of a different ilk. I feel like you know, like if we're talking about the the cinematic releases, you know, do we get a new one every year? I definitely think that has happened in the last like decade or so, where they started putting them out every year. Because enough, mm-hmm. I think, along the way were successful. So now there's, you know, mm-hmm. it, it's almost like you kind of get a glut. Two years ago, they released a movie that might be my favorite holiday movie now. You know what? I totally forgot about this. It's it's not the last holiday, but it is Mel Gibson as Santa Claus. And it's called Fat Man. And it is awesome, horrible, and just mind-blowing all in one. It's fa- And Mrs. Claus is black, which I love. You know, we got to get some more representation here. So it was nice to see Mel Gibson as a gun-toting Santa and uh, a kid hires a hitman to go kill him. So that's it. That's the plot. And it's amazing. And Santa's the hitman? No, no, no. Santa has to fend off the hitman. Yeah, oh. Santa is a grizzled old Mel Gibson. Oh, that sort of reversed. Yeah, uh, yes, I have. In fact, uh, 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 Johnny uh, Durango, the the DP on that movie, was the DP on on a movie I did called Fuzz Track City. So I had to see it because uh, I like Johnny Durango. You were forced. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I saw that one. It, it was uh, surprisingly fun, even though you know, getting into Mel Gibson movies, you know, it can it, it can be a little bit. It, it, it you f- I feel weird about it. Um, 
sort of <laughs> so, sort of the reversed thing this year though is violent night where it's sort of santa claus is the badass who's fighting people uh rather than having mm-hmm. to fight off people but yeah that's that seems popular these days violent santa clauses right yeah like like the the not appropriate i mean my two my two favorite movies. I've added a second, and it's not a shitty movie. And and in fact, we talked about this on your podcast, Todd, when we talked about Christmas Vacation, which is my one of my top five movies ever. It is not a shitty movie. It's a great movie, but it also has like, you know, some people would disagree, I guess, which makes it shitty to some. So it fit the it fit the bill. Anyway, it's as I mentioned, my family is so obsessed with that movie that my sister actually named her son Clark. And <laughs> I am not joking. What? It is it is true. That is how much we love that movie. And it, it plays it I like to watch it several times during the holiday season. The other one that I cannot get enough of, it doesn't matter how many times I've seen it, is Elf. I am completely in love uh. with Elf. I mean, that that movie has everything for me. <laughs> But I will say the tragic thing is whenever we go to a hotel now, my kids do all the elevator buttons just like Will Ferrell does. In the oh, movie. No, and I'm like, no, no, we have to get off. We have to get off. Yeah, not good. <laughs> Todd, not good. what do you think about the classic ones, though? Like Home Alone, you know, other movies of that ilk that they play every year that, you know, some people get sick of because they just see them year after year. Do you like, you know, classics like that? Well, that Home Alone was the first Christmas movie before Krampus that my son was obsessed with. So I watched it a lot. Mm. And I think I was at a certain age when Home Alone first came out where I was really too old for it. So uh, I didn't respond to it. And I wasn't in a place where I could look at it, you know, like a parent through a child's eyes. So (laughs) I didn't think that much of Home Alone until I had a kid and he liked it. And then I was like, oh, I see all the the sweet stuff in here, you know, but the first time I saw it, I thought it was just kind of an odd take on a three stooges movie. And I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a funny meme now. That's like, how the hell did his parents afford like a trip to Europe for like nine people in that house? You know, it's like, yeah, no shit. It's the, it's the magical, yeah. Magical John Hughes, middle class of, uh, of uh, Chicago. (laughs) It's pretty, uh, pretty interesting. Yeah. There was just an album collection released, um, I think in the UK, of all the John Hughes soundtracks from all his films, which I need to look into because that sounds pretty. Oh, that would be great. That would be great. Yeah. I miss that era of movies where they, they made entire pop albums and rock albums all for the movie. They don't do Mm -hmm. that anymore. You know? No, they don't. I heard on the radio. (laughs) I heard on the radio, like satellite radio on the 80s station, they played uh, the theme song by by Paul McCartney for the movie Spies Like Us. I just heard that. Yes. I was listening on Sirius Radio and they played it. Oh, my God. I was like, I never knew, Todd. I never knew. <laughs> I, I got to. I, yeah, you were talking about uh, Christmas Vacation right before Home Alone. And what? here's a fun fact. Uh, Chris Columbus, who directed uh, Home Alone was the original director for Christmas Vacation. I did not know that. I think you told me that before. uh, I did not know that. Chevy Chase was such a mean asshole to Chris Columbus (laughs) that 
he went, Chris Columbus went to John Hughes and said, I don't think I can do this. I can't, I can't do this. Uh, so. I got a quick story for y'all. When I first came out to Los Angeles, I did extra work on the show community and I got to shoot a scene with Chevy Chase where he lowered his shoulder and knocked me down with all his force. And he did it twice and he literally knocked me off my feet into like a chair. Didn't apologize or anything. Didn't even acknowledge me. Uh, and they didn't even use it in the show. They just cut it. Oh, so no. that was fun. Like that guy's that, that ball sucks. sucked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, he didn't get along with a lot of people on that, on that set. It was very evident. And then you saw the stuff that came out. Right. At least when I got slapped so, by John Voight, that made it into Ray Donovan. I feel terrible for you. That's awful. You got tackled. I got tackled. At least put it in. You know, do yeah, that for me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Todd, I didn't know you got That's slapped crazy, by John Voight. I was a big fan of Ray Donovan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like a Hollywood uh, low-level guy, script reader, and, and John Voight's character had written a script, and I was telling him it was no good, and he got mad at me. And slap me. Sounds like John Voight. Sounds just <laughs> like him. <laughs> what do you think makes a great holiday, a classic holiday movie? What what components does it have? Because, you know, it, it is a very distinct difference between the Lifetime Hallmark movies versus the cinematic ones we're talking about. What do you think makes for, like, that perfect blend of nostalgia, family, disaster, you know? I think, well, I th I mean, for me anyway, it's it's a good combination of laughs and uh, tear-jerking sentiment, which, I, you know, I even think yeah. Christmas Vacation has that. Um, so you go back to the, mm -hmm. the real classics, the classic classics, like It's a Wonderful Life and Miracle on 34th Street. And, you know, those have all those recognizable sweet characters. And there's a lot of funny stuff that happens, you know, people fallen into a pool and it's a wonderful life and all of that. And the funny stuff with people not believing Santa Claus is Santa Claus miracle on 34th street. And then by the end you're, you're blubbering because you know, somebody's mm -hmm. learned an important life lesson. Although it's a wonderful life. I do <laughs> have the problem of Pottersville when the bad guy takes over and the alternate and, and Pottersville is just like brothels and casinos and bars and, you know, like, drug dealers and stuff i'm like isn't this kind of better than the old town bedford falls there's nothing to do in bedford falls <laughs> right you go to church in bedford falls you go home that's it <laughs> what what happens in pottersville stays in pottersville <laughs> ophthalmologist dr strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
Uh, well, it's interesting you mentioned, we were talking earlier about how some of these movies did in the box office. It's a Wonderful Life. Horrible. Didn't make any oh, yeah. money in the box office. Only became a classic years later. And I, I wonder if a lot of these re- these movies that get released, you know, like The Last Holiday is another great example, didn't make a lot of money, but now they play it every year on TBS, TNT. It's on the streaming services. So I wonder if some of these, you know, studios make these movies knowing that they're going to live on forever and eventually they'll make their money back. What do you guys think? I think that makes sense. I think that's why you've why we were talking about an uptick in the last 10 years or more of these things coming out every year or a few because the perennial nature of the movie it has to be pretty I mean people watch friggin' reindeer games with Ben Affleck every year. I just found that out, you know. I'm like, "Really? Okay. It all works, I guess." I'm going to be watching with my wife that other Ben Affleck movie with uh Tony Soprano himself, James Gandolfini. Surviving Christmas. I've never seen it. It looks horrible. Can't wait to watch it. Can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) There's always, and also the, you know, the classic on Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jingle All the Way. I feel like that was like (gasps) the first one where he diverged from, you know, the Terminator and like the action, the action man. And he's like, it's a kid's movie, you know? I love that. Yeah. I would say Bad Santa. That's my dad's favorite Bad Santa. And we watch it every year because that is his favorite. And I, I love it. That goes back to what we were just talking about, like what makes a good movie. I think I think laughs, whether it's Home Alone, Bad Santa. If some of these holiday m- movies can really make you laugh and then, yes, have some sentiment. I think that's the whole key to it. Mm-hmm. What is the, is it just Rudolph? Or what is the like, Anna, Anna I'm going to say this word wrong, animatronic, like snowmen, like where it's like, not animation. It's like Todd. You know what I'm talking about. It's Rudolph, right? You mean like That's it's like the classic stop, stop film? Yeah, the stop film. Stop, yeah. yeah, yeah. And the, oh, and yeah. the Blizzard guy. That one. That one kind of drives me crazy. Oh, the one with like heat miser and yes. cold miser and all the misers. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What What is that? Santa Claus is coming to town or something? I yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But I believe it is. When you watch Rudolph now, it's it's kind of horrifying the way <laughs> Santa Claus Santa Claus treats Rudolph's family. It's just fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of that movie, I want to see Rudolph get revenge on people. I don't want to see him guide and slays. Like get revenge on the bullies. Right? right? He's stuck there. But instead, he he helps him deliver presents. What the hell? I mean, that's, I mean, he's a nice deer, obviously, but I feel like he's in bed with fascists. (laughs) It's it's a very Uh, codependent relationship with him and the team. (laughs) (laughs) Todd, would you consider uh, Die Hard to be a Christmas movie? Uh, Yeah, uh, I do think it's a Christmas movie. It's certainly one that I watch every year. Uh, Yeah, I I do. I, I know that. Uh, Bruce Willis in an interview said that it's not a Christmas movie. Um, what? But, uh, well, he, that's what he said. So I, I don't know. If you go with Bruce Willis, it's not. But it sure seems like one. It's set at Christmas. They talk about Christmas all the time. There's all sort of Christmas imagery. It's not like, like sometimes, you know, people are like, well, it's this is a Christmas movie because it's set at Christmas, you know. Like, like mm-hmm. Invasion USA with Chuck Norris, which highly entertaining picture. <laughs> But there's really only one scene or two scenes where Christmas is evoked. But Die Hard, it's kind of omnipresent, the the holiday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that there's an interesting thing 
talking about what's the okay Krampus? I haven't seen it. What's the what's the plot of that? Krampus. Though? Krampus. Krampus. It's Krampus is the evil the evil villain. Like just like Santa is you know the hero of Christmas. Krampus is like an evil mythic uh, creature. I'm gonna let Todd describe this because his son's obsessed with it. But <laughs> there was actually a haunted house uh, in Dallas that made a whole uh, December like Krampus themed haunted house that looked so fun. So. Yeah, Todd, tell us about Krampus. Uh, well, I mean, there's the old legend itself. I'm not 100% clear on because there's a bunch of different weird Santa Claus substitutes in other uh, cultures around the world. But my understanding is Krampus, uh, the creature, uh, he doesn't deliver presents. He will come and get you uh, and, and, mm-hmm. and take you to hell if you have no Christmas spirit. So oh. that's... Per- <laughs> That's precisely, kids. yeah, kids. It takes kids. If you don't have Christmas spirit, well, he'll, it turns out it'll take everybody if you've seen the movie Krampus, uh, because this movie is about a dysfunctional, very cynical family that, that is ultimately uh, held under siege by Krampus. Well, and that's what kind of makes it a Christmas movie. It's not really about the Christmas. It's about having to be with family members, situations that get worse and worse and spiral out of control. Very similar to Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's, it's not the same. And scenery. the casting is great, too. <laughs> oh, the yeah, the casting. casting in, in Krampus. You Very got Adam funny. Scott. You got David Koechner. You got uh, what Melanie... T- Tony Collette. Tony Collette, right? Tony Collette. It's, it's great. And I think that has to do, too. Like, we could talk all you want about how big of a dick Chevy Chase is, but he's great. In Christmas Vacation, you know, and, and yeah. oh. the supporting characters are just amazing in that movie, too. And I think that casting has such a big, a big impact on if a Christmas movie could succeed or not and hold the test of time. I mean, could anybody else have been Bad Santa but Billy Bob Thornton? Yeah, no. it, I mean, yeah, I agree with you. And I agree with you with Chevy Chase. Like I, yeah, another one of my favorite holiday movies is Funny Farm, which he is also in. Um, have you guys? Yes, <laughs> Funny Farm is very funny. <laughs> I've never, never seen it. But I'll, uh, oh I'll my see gosh, it you have to watch it. I have. I, I swear it. to God, I've got that mailman. Yeah. <laughs> in yeah, real life, I have in, that mailman. <laughs> just screaming around. and throwing shit. Throwing shit everywhere. <laughs> But yeah, I like the fact that like with Krampus and with Gremlins and, you know, there's a couple others out there. They've they've decided, you know what, let's take this happy holiday. You know, some believe, you know, the savior is born and let's let's whore it up. (laughs) Let's make it bloody and and vile and and violent. And I kind of like that mix. Yeah, that's me really too. How I'm a, feels at the end of a holiday vacation. Let's be honest, you know, parents are ready for the kids to get back in school. You know. Yeah, I I do like the irreverence of of Christmas horror movies. That's for sure because I'm a, an irreverent person myself. I don't really take religion very seriously, so it's fun when people fuck around with sacredness. You know, I enjoy it. Right. I saw a Christmas movie for the first time uh, the other week. From 1978, called The Silent Partner, uh-huh. starring uh, starring Elliot Gould and Christopher Plummer. Oh, and, oh, wow. And Christopher Plummer is a psychotic criminal who robs the bank that Elliot Gould works at. Oh. 
and then the robbery kind of goes wrong and Elliot Gould actually pockets tens of thousands of dollars. He pushes them into his briefcase before anybody can realize what's happening. And then the movie progresses from there with Christopher Plummer's character knowing that Elliot Gould has his money. Ah, it's it's a pretty good thriller. It's really weird. I I, <laughs> I it's a very strange uh, movie, but I I enjoyed it. It's I'll have to watch that. I like I'm, that. I'm kind of like binging. Did you guys see Office Christmas Party? Yeah, I liked that one. I liked it too. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. I really I liked, I liked the night before uh, we mentioned before. I I did like the night before too. It's not ne- neither of these movies are perfect, but as far as R-rated Christmas comedies, uh, I, I like them. I'm I'm good with it. Yeah, I mean, like I'd watch yeah. it if if the night before was on. I'd watch it and be like, okay, enjoyable yeah. moments. But I'm just I'm still waiting for that Hanukkah blockbuster that's gonna just you know make 500 million globally and just really put Hanukkah on the map for those people who just don't know what it is. So what is the plot of that movie? Because you're missing the central, you're missing what Christmas, I think I've figured it out, guys. I'm actually having an epiphany right this very moment. There is no <laughs> okay. central character in Hanukkah. They tried it with Hanukkah Harry. They tried it with like the matzah, <laughs> like the, you know, there's Elf in the Shelf and there's like matzah mat or whatever that, you know, guy is that you're supposed to move around for the poor Jewish kids. Uh-uh. Um, but there's and no, mm-hmm. there's no like hooked into the fantasy of it all. Like we've got Jesus and we've got Santa. We've got the North Pole and Bethlehem, the reindeer, the three kings. Like there's a lot of like stuff to work with for movies. What There's just a menorah. Uh-huh. And the, and the oil that burns, that stays lasting. Like, how do you make a movie about oil? Maybe you got to get into the history of it to get to find your plot. If there's some, you know, modern incarnation. So let's brainstorm. This is a think tank right now. Okay. Well, what I was thinking is like a family. On the first day of Hanukkah, they find out they have a bill due or they're going to lose their house. And they only have eight days. So this tight-knit Jewish family has to go make money any way they can before Hanukkah's over. Hanukkah, the movie. But that, that, that <laughs> again, I'm not like getting the holiday spirit of it. So we got to build mm. it out. Okay. Well, what's the, what do you know? Can you tell me Hanukkah? I, I mean, I only know, you know, I, I'm married to a Jewish woman, so, you know, we like candles and they say prayers. And I don't understand what they're saying. Um, but <laughs> what is the reason for the holiday? Because I feel like high Jewish holidays, there's always yeah, these great stories like... of, of historic stories. So, so we what's, created, the hist- yeah. what's the history of Hanukkah? Why Hanukkah? What, why is Hanukkah? And, like, and maybe there's Good something question. to extrapolate from that into, into yeah, a, uh, a modern story. It's, so, so the miracle... And my rabbi told me this years ago. It's like in eighth grade, and he ruined what Hanukkah is. You know, the story is that we got this oil and we made it last for eight days to defeat the Romans. The Maccabees were able to overcome, and and God gave them this oil to last and light the candles so they could see and keep the Romans away. But the true miracle is that the Jews just didn't get slaughtered by the Romans. That's it. And so we did not get killed. The Maccabees stood up and fought off the Romans as opposed to being destroyed. And so in order to, you know, teach children and pass it along, we tell this story about the oil. And, you know, I don't know where the oil actually came from, 
there's probably something, but I do know that the story was created like a lot of other stories are created in religion in general to, you know, teach kids and get them hooked at an early age. So that's, that's what I learned. And, oh, oh, also, all right, this was it. So reading the Torah by candlelight after dark on Shabbat, that's like the big thing. They had oil to read uh, and do that. And the Romans, they actually had made it illegal to practice Judaism. So that's, that's the extent, like they, they, it's, it's illegal. You know, the Maccabees were like, uh, no. And then after reading at night, uh, the oil became a symbol because, you know, they had to hide this from the Romans. So at night they light using the oil, they read and then boom, it's the oil. And then boom, we create this story about having just enough oil to survive for eight days. Well, and bam. I, I feel bad survive. that like that's that also Hanukkah has to do with survival and, and not being slaughtered because you also have Passover in Judaism, which also has to do with not being slaughtered by the Egyptians. And so, you know, mm. I think we need to build in some happiness. <laughs> this is what I'm seeing. Yeah. Well, I, maybe I got news for you. That's <laughs> may, maybe ahead, I mean, maybe there's what? maybe there's an action movie to be made out of this, you know, um, right. You know, because the Maccabees. No, no, are there hiding. was. Oh, okay. There was. So you know who was going to make a movie about the Maccabees? There was a very famous actor and director who just had a huge hit, and he was about to make a movie about uh, Judah Maccabee. And you know who his name was? It was Mel Gibson. Mm. Mm. That's a fact. And then he said some problematic things, mm. and that movie never got that's, made. So mm. yes, they were going to make that movie. I blame movie, alcohol. And then Mel Gibson. <laughs> I blame alcohol for that mo movie not being made. What if you use that story uh, of the Maccabees and the magical oil lasting for eight nights in, in like, a, you know, a modern uh, movie scenario, not like necessarily a historic drama, you know, mm -hmm. like the family is, uh, I don't know, is uh, under siege by zombies. Maybe there's a zombie attack mm. and, and those and then the oil is magical oil is used. I don't know. It's like make, Lorenzo's you know, oil. Maltoff like, cocktails or something yeah. to fight off the <laughs> yes. zombies. Or like the zombies, like, you know, in Walking <laughs> Dead, when they cover themselves with like the dead people's blood, then the zombies think you're what the oil like somehow masks. I don't know. I, I, I'm also sensing that we need like. <laughs> it um, makes you Roman. It makes you Roman. We need a big mensch character. Like the, the you know, the term mensch is a great Jewish term. So where's like the, where's Santa as a mensch for the Gentiles. So where's the Jewish mensch in this holiday? So I, I guess it would be Judah Maccabee. So just let me go over the story again, real quick. <laughs> Romans made, just real quick, real quick. The Romans made it illegal to practice Judaism. So Jews everywhere would use the oil at night to read from the Torah. So the Maccabees took up arms against the Romans and they actually got stuck in the Jewish temple and they only had enough oil for one night. But the miracle is that the oil lasted for eight nights. Okay, so that's the story. But again, in reality, it's just the fact that, that the Jews didn't die. Mm. And no, there's no great Santa Claus mensch. There's no Hanukkah Harry sitting in the corner who just killed a bunch of Romans and goes, ho, ho, ho. That's just not how it <laughs> well, is. Well, I mean, Santa wasn't at the birth either, you know? And <laughs> 
True. And Mary didn't have the biggest, True. you know, she didn't have the, the best start. Um, but that's a whole, yeah, there, I'm just saying, like, let's have some crossover happening. Anyway, it's something to brainstorm for next year. We've got a year to get our, <laughs> yes. you know, we've really, actually, guys, we really need to have this pitch ready by March if we even want to release in 2024. So let's get on it. I mean. That's a good point. This that's is, a good point. This is really serious. Um, yeah, we got to figure this out. I will say of all the Christmas movies, I'm going to circle it back to Christmas Vacation. Most quotable lines in my family that we quote every time we sit down to dinner and someone suggests uh, a prayer, you know, or as they say in the movie, to say grace. And then the old lady says, grace, she died 30 years ago. Inevitably, every family meal we have, that line is said. Um, trying to think of other. And then William Hickey does the, does the, the blessing. Yeah, the blessing. The blessing. The blessing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is, I, I will go out on a limb and I could talk about this again. I could talk about this movie forever. I, I feel that this is an almost flawless movie. It's almost flawless. It's great. And I love it. My wife hates it. So I got to watch it alone. Oh, no. Oh, really? Do you know why she hates it? She despises Chevy Chase. She can't let all the other stuff. She can't just. It's like you with Mel Gibson. You can't just put it to the side. She hates. So she can't enjoy the movie. Well, well, I mean, Mel Gibson's a worse. I mean, I like Chevy Chase. The uh, the actor and certainly the movie star from his heyday, um, and he you know he's a, a, an asshole. Uh, um, so I don't know. I there aren't too many new Chevy Chase movies that come out these days. So I don't have that. Uh, I don't have that problem. But it's like I like Mel Gibson in the movies. I loved yeah. Mel Gibson growing up. Um, and I still, you know, I speaking of Christmas movies, I watch Lethal Weapon almost every year mm-hmm. too, because I, I love it. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Uh, so so there's that. But it's just, it's more like when it's new stuff like Fat Man, then that's when I feel weird about it, you know? And and he's, the, you know, he still does come up with some decent uh, B movies, like Get the Gringo and stuff like that. And, you know, love I, that movie. I watch yeah, it and. It kills it. Yeah, I watch it and I enjoy it and I'm like, mm, but I feel icky. <laughs> it's just what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, we don't we don't really have the problem uh of that now because people, well, we have, you know, the media is a lot more accessible, there's a lot more distribution platforms and stuff gets out there much quicker. So someone wouldn't have the um longevity in their career or I should say most people wouldn't uh that those guys were able to have with a little bit of anonymity and and backside of the press, so to speak. Anyway, this has been a great episode. I always love talking about movies with you, Todd. I love talking about movies with you. I, I, I love talking about movies with you. I, I love making movies with you. We need to make a movie. Not only our Hanukkah story, but another movie also. And Jake, you are now invited into the circle of Todd, Claire, and Jake. Oh, I, Welcome. I feel so blessed. And it's just in time for the holiday season. So... Especially great this year because Hanukkah, the last night, is on Christmas. So we're all going to have a blast. How often does that happen? Never, right? It, it, it'll land on Christmas sometimes, but the last night on, on Christmas, that's a very rare occurrence. And I, I love it when it happens like that. I think that's great. Okay. Well, this has been a super fun crossover episode, a mashup kind of episode between uh, my favorite shitty movie and Fanatics. Todd, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Very fun. Yes. And um, until next time, 
Go watch, go watch movies, guys, because we're here to talk about it. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded, too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, we talked a little bit about Elf, but I, I should also <laughs> I should also just mention the scene, the scene where he first meets his father, where he is, you know, is the singing telegram and he's like, and I love you, I love you, I love you. I love you. That's another very quotable uh, line from Elf that my family tends to quote a lot. And and by family in this circumstance, I mean my children. You know what, Claire? It sounds like it's a blast at the Kramer house on Christmas. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, let's knock on some wood. You know, it's always, <laughs> Jake, you don't know. The FFF, which is a, a, a term I coined many years ago, forced family fun. It can actually turn out fun or it can turn out forced or it can turn out, you know, with the police arriving. So you never, you never really know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> we hope for the best. We like to, you know, sing some carols and watch some movies. And what, what traditions do you have on Hanukkah throughout the course of Hanukkah? And, and with the Hanukkah landing on Christmas, the last day, as you were mentioning, is there any special tradition you have happening that day? Yeah, well, it was very special this year. It was my niece's, she was born, she's a, she's 14 months old now. So last year was technically her first oh. Hanukkah, but this was her first Hanukkah where she could look at us, light the menorah, and like be there, and you see her eyes light up, and she's spinning a dreidel or trying to. So that was really cool uh, to pass that on to her. And we did a big meal on the first night of Hanukkah, a bunch of latkes, my mom made kugel, you know, uh, my brother-in-law made an amazing, like, just ribeye steaks on steaks for everybody, which was a nice little touch. Uh, mm -hmm. So this year, though, with with Hanukkah being on Christmas, my wife is, you'll laugh at me, she's 116th Jewish, so she's 15 16th uh, Christian, so we celebrate Christmas together, and we have a little tree, it was my first tree I ever bought, it's like one of those little mini plastic trees you buy at Home Depot, but it's like my favorite yeah. thing in the world. So I like to have... A combination Christmas, Jewish Christmas, Hanukkah thing. We will be having Chinese food. We will be watching Christmas movies. And we will be eating way too much dessert. So that's that's what Christmas is for me. I like it. And you know what? This Christmas has been very interesting because of all the TikTok recipe videos that are going around. I found myself, I've made like Ooh. Little Debbie cake pops and like all, it's like basically you could just take an Oreo and like cake mix and pour a bunch of candy canes on it. The, the recipes have been insane that I've wanted to try from TikTok. So just a, a shout out to all you chefs and cooks on TikTok. 
Uh, I'm paying attention. I'm following. Anyway, before we go, guys, just wanted to remind you one more time, Fanatics, myself, Jake, the whole production team, we are taking a hiatus for the month of January. This will be the last episode that's going to drop in 2022. And then the first episode of 2023 is going to drop the first week of February, that first Thursday. Don't worry, though. Go to wearefanatics.com. Catch up on all the episodes you missed. I'm sure there have been a few. And we are going to be ready to roll that first week of February. We look forward to connecting with you then. Have a great holidays, everybody. Happy holidays. Thank you for listening to Fanatics, a Roddenberry podcast. For more episodes and info, head over to wearefanatics.com or tweet your Fanatics thoughts and stories at wearefanatics. Yes, that's we are F-A-N-A-D-D-I-C-T-S. Our show is hosted by Claire Kramer and me, David Magadoff. Produced by me, Claire Kramer, and Kelsey Goldberg. Executive producers Trevor Roth and Rod Roddenberry. Our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham. And you can thank Stephen Mudd for our theme song. Catch us next Thursday for another Fanatics episode. Fanatics.